Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Catron, and I am once again joined by my good friend, Tyler Watts. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing good, Mike. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Are you having a nice Martin Luther King Day? Oh, yeah, man. Those basketball all day. I mean, doesn't get any better than that, does it? No, I, I love Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. Um, this is my annual tradition of blocking off uh, a fake meeting all afternoon so I can uh, get a conference room and watch basketball on my computer. <laughs> they still haven't caught on? I do it every year. No, no one's caught on. Occasionally, some people will, some people have found out about it, and then they'll come watch with me, but no one's, no one's caught on like it's a bad thing. All right, fair enough, man. There's no usually I watch whatever the Bulls play like Memphis like almost every year, which is kind of cool because it's in Memphis, uh, where they have like the memorial and stuff like that. But um, this year Bulls didn't, didn't play on uh, Martin Luther King Day, which is kind of strange. Are, are you disappointed they're not going to have their circus trip anymore? Zero uh, percent. I actually wrote a uh, article for hashtag Basketball about the history of the Bulls circus trip. That circus trip has been going on since like the sixties or seventies or something like that. Uh, since basically the beginning of the Bulls. And in the modern era, I think I'd have to go look at it, but after Jordan, we've only had like two winning um, circus road trips out West. This year was our third winning road trip with this team. So very strange times we live in. Well, I think that just means that the Bulls are going to be good this year. They're going to win the championship again, right? We um, will get punted first round. I, maybe we'll put up a good fight. I, I kind of hope we play uh, Cleveland. It's always it'll be fun to get bounced out of the playoffs by Cleveland for like the fifth time in the last seven years. If you consider that fun, I guess. I mean, who am I to argue with you? It's, it's um, a little masochistic, a little sadomasochistic that. Just, the the burning hatred. If the Bulls aren't going to win, I might as well hate LeBron more. You know that that's fair. Fair enough, man. I I, I can understand that. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get right into uh, some of the top news going on right now. Uh, kind of kind of a few injuries happened in the uh, last few days. Uh, let's start with uh, Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, looks like Kristaps is out. Um, let me go check this out. I, why did I not have this up? Waiting oh, for his, everybody. His sore Achilles, man. man he is. His Achilles again. Yep. How long do you think Kristaps uh, is going to be out here? He's he's missed the last three games. Um, he's not going to make the same return mistake twice. Yeah, and I don't know why they would want to bring him back sooner than later. Um, why not rest him? He's the future of your franchise. He's 21 years old. You don't want him to actually seriously injure himself. So, you know, it could be a week. It could be two. It could be two weeks. I mean, that's rough. Oh, no doubt. And and I think, too, that because this is the second time with the same injury, I think that he's going to take it even a little bit slower. Um, I think he thought he was fine the last time, and he maybe came back a little bit too soon. So I, I, could, I could easily see it being at least a week, um, probably maybe even closer to two. And – I mean that's just that's a big loss for your fantasy team, which always sucks. Yeah, I think you just gotta deal with it. I mean, injuries happen, and then, and then this is why you gotta be prepared and be good at paying attention to the waiver wire. Hopefully, you've got someone you can plug in uh, for Chris Stapps uh, while he's out. But um, I don't see a reason to. I'm not worried about this. I don't think this is a lingering problem. I don't think this is something that will affect him during the second half of the season. At least I hope not. It doesn't seem that serious. He's listed day-to-day. Um, they haven't come out and said any major time off. So I think they're just being precautious. Oh, I'm with you there. I mean, I don't I don't think it's anything too serious yet. I think it's more they're just trying to avoid it turning into an actual thing. How do you, uh, how do you think this helps uh, to Mello? He's got to take on a, a larger load, of course, uh, to keep the – the struggling Knicks afloat. And um, there's kind of been some trade rumors around, around Mello. And I think those are, uh, I try to, I try not to jump into the trade rumor talk because then, you know, then you, you could legitimately talk about anybody um, from, you know, Millsap to Jimmy Butler, anybody it could be tradable apparently um, if you just go on Twitter. But 
Melops, Melops had a little buzz around him. You think there's? Yeah, I don't think Melops moving anywhere. No, 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 not even, not even what? a little thing. Not, not even if uh, Chris Stapps is like all sudden out for a month. You think Melo's not going to waive his no trade clause? You think he's a Nick for life? Well, I mean, he from everything I've heard, he's saying he'll only play for two teams. Are the Cavs going to trade for Melo? Uh, they don't have anything to trade for him. Exactly. So that one's out. And do you do you, remember, do you even know the other team? Uh, would it be the Clippers? Yeah. What are guess. they going to trade for him? Mm, Blake Griffin? Would Would you rather have Carmel than Blake Griffin? No, I would not. I would not rather have him. I'd rather, I'd rather have Blake. Even if Blake left, I would rather have a, I'd rather have Blake for one year than Melo for like two or three or whatever he's signed for. That's my point. Like, I just don't see any way that they're going to move him unless he's willing to go to a team that he says he's not willing to go to. And I just, I'm not seeing that. Yeah, he's got that no trade clause. I don't think he's going anywhere. They're going to deal with it. Um, you know, they'll probably barely, barely make the playoffs. Maybe they'll get smoked by the Cavs instead of the Bulls again. Um, so here's the question. Do you buy Melo relatively lowish in, in fantasy? Because I always think that Melo kind of gets a bad rap anymore. I mean, he was that kind of perennial like first-round pick there for a few years. And now I think that because he's not that good, I think he, he's one of those guys like Dwayne Wade who a lot of times like gets a little underrated in the draft. And Please. now he's not playing as well as he even had like two years ago. So uh, are you going to try to buy Melo? Um, yeah, he's down this year. Uh, he is known for missing games. I mean, his la- his last three years, his games played uh, going back seventy two last year, forty the year before that. That was the injury year where they set out, and uh, seventy seven before that. And that that year, actually, he was ranked seventh in nine cat overall per game. I can't believe that was just that short time ago that he was ranked in the top ten. Amazing. Hard to believe, isn't it? I I actually I would you would have shocked me uh, if I didn't read it myself. Um, I I'm not buying Mello. I don't think he's. I don't think you're getting any value out of him. What you see right now is what you're getting. He's he's still scoring at a really good clip. Um, he's shooting the ball fine. Like everything across the board is pretty solid. Nothing. I mean, I'm not really seeing anything that's like saying, okay, I'm falling apart. I just think the league in general is just better. There's just more players that are better than Melo now. Well, and, and two three-pointers isn't isn't special anymore. I mean, two exactly. three-pointers used to be something. And now, I mean, that's – I don't want to say average, but it's just not what it used to be. It's what you need. I mean, it's, it's what you, – you need a guy with two three-pointers just to stay afloat. Right. Uh, just because you have guys like Curry and Clay, and, well, and, and, these other dudes and, and there's so many, so many guys now, big men chipping in like half a three pointer game that like used to be a big fat zero for your fantasy team. Yeah, I think Chris Tapps has got two, is getting two per game almost. He's almost he's close to that. It's wild. Him, Cat Daddy, Miles Turner. Um, you got a couple other. You got Brooke Lopez stepping out to the three point line. Uh, who else? There's a, quite a few guys just shooting shooting threes. All- Cousins is shooting like five a game now. I mean, Cousins a is a good three point shooter, which is it's scary. Oh, he is just, I mean, just amazing. With on offense, he is just freaking a sight to behold. I would, I hope, I really hope someone he goes somewhere and they and he just gets his shit together and realizes he could destroy, just absolutely destroy the league if he tried. If he really, really wanted to, he could destroy the league. So you're not you're not happy with the reports he signed in the two hundred and ten million dollar extension? No, that was a bad move. That was a bad move. It's gonna be great for his, you know, financial uh, I mean, more power to you, get all the money you can right on. Um I think just for his sanity, uh, do you wanna spend another what, four years in Sacramento? I don't what was the deal it ended up being? Uh, well, he hasn't signed it yet, but I think it's a new like five year extension in the offseason, so five years, two hundred ten million. I mean, he's worth it. 
you have to you have to sign you have to try to sign him if you're Sacramento because Elsie's walking. But um, oh, and you're never getting. I mean, you're never getting anybody. Right, you're never getting any big free agent or anyone to come. I don't think so. I mean, the only way you're going to get someone of his ilk is if you get him the same way you got him through the draft. So, so uh, I mean, similar. Yeah, you're Sacramento, you're going for broke. Yeah, you got nothing to lose because you're you're terrible and you're terribly managed. And you're terribly owned. Um, it's kind of like uh, if you remember when Zach Randolph was kind of a bit of a loose cannon in his younger days, and he he was traveling from team to team. And he finally settled down in Memphis, and then he became a consummate professional. And just, I mean, he was—he still is great in his old age. Zach Randolph is still good, um, and he was great for a lot of years. Oh yeah, I mean, you still you still see see a throwback game uh, every now and again where he gets like the twenty rebounds, and you're just like, oh man, he still got it. Yeah, I am actually proud to say that I was at the Zach Randolph triple-double game, the only triple-double game, which was last year, uh, with that depleted team. I, I tried to go to a one random game a year in another city, and I went down to Memphis for that random game with, like, everybody was sitting out, and he was questionable before the game. And I was like, man, this is going to be terrible. There's nobody. There's nobody on this team. I don't even know, I don't even know these guys. I don't even know the names of these guys. And um, all of a sudden – you know, like six minutes in, Zach Randolph had like twelve and and three, and I was like, "Man, some something's going on here." And a uh, whole crowd gave him a standing ovation. It was, it was actually really beautiful. I'm glad I saw it. I don't doubt it because for a good stretch of the season last year, Matt Barnes was the number one option on the Grizzlies, Oof. and that was just a scary team to be. I I couldn't even watch the games, man. I had to like cover my eyes. It was that bad. <sighs> Moves. And they were still winning the occasional game, which was wild. Um, and they were still what the what was it fifth fifth sixth seed in the playoffs? Was, yeah, and I was like, like they, they they sucked so bad it was it was all for nothing. <laughs> they, oh man, bad. go Memphis! I think that's that, that's the moral of that story. Yeah, I respect Memphis, um, especially always good to tell some good Memphis stories on Martin Luther King Day. Um, we got some other injuries out there. Um, one of the ones I, I noticed because I, I have this guy on quite a few of my teams, uh, Steven Adams. Steven's out, uh, he's out with a concussion. Uh, I didn't see it, but I heard it wasn't great. Um, and he is out tonight. He might be out. Um, oh no, he's, he's just listed as out. Um, questionable for, uh, looks like questionable for Monday's game against the Clippers. Any uh, any worry about Stephen Adams moving forward? I, 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 there's an obvious move here. I think everybody should know that Enos Cantor is the, the uh, Enos Cantor should be owned in probably any league anyway. Enos Cantor is just a, a special offensive talent, even if he is not a great defensive player. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Stephen Adams. I think they have to list you as out now if if you actually get put in that concussion protocol. They actually have to list you as out until you pass all the tests. Yeah. Um and so that so he'll be listed as out and and we won't ever really know until basically he comes back. Um such he doesn't have a history of concussions, I would assume that he only misses a a, a few games, maybe a week and he's probably going to be back. Yeah, I think at the at the very least a week though. Doug McDermott almost missed like a whole month with that concussion, but it was really it was really really bad. Um, oh yeah, he, that, that that was scary looking, man. That Yeah people said they could hear it. Like, you know, they could hear it in the the rafters, you know, it's like when you could hear someone's head crack on the, on the court from the 300 level, it's, uh, it's not a good sign. Um, but yeah, Adams is, I mean, he's a, he's a Kiwi. And those are the, like the toughest people in the, in the world uh, up there, up there. Anyway, the guy's a mod, like he's just a, a monster. He plays through all sorts of stuff. So I think he'll probably figure out how to get back pretty quickly. All right, so they started Jeremy Grant tonight. In, in in the first quarter, he is two for two with two three-pointers made, three rebounds, and two blocks, Ooh. and he played nine minutes. Is this a man who's piquing your interest? Hmm. Well, I mean, it all uh, obviously uh, depends on how long Adams will be out, but I actually like Grant, I think he's got a nice, like, looking fantasy game, and I'm probably 
in the minority when it comes to that. But um, I, I, I like, I love, I like that trade that they did with Philly to get Grant because Grant was buried over there. And I, I, I guess I even, hmm, I don't know if I'm, I'm even reaching. Maybe uh, a stream, stream only for for Grant here, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not ex- getting terribly excited. I don't think. I don't think even with the injury, I don't think he's going to end up playing more than 20, 22 minutes in the next couple games. So, yeah, I'm not that interested. I'm with you. Um, he's proven to be kind of a, an interesting player to own um, in that he gets a lot of blocks uh, for a small forward. Uh, he averaged 1.6 blocks a game last year, 77 games last year, which is is a good amount. Um, yeah. But the percentages are bad, so in in roto that that's kind of a detriment. Um, uh, I think I compared him to like James Johnson, kind of a James Johnson esque type who can kind of fill it up across the board. And if you got hot, like he could really have like an incredible um, stat line. But um, he's not even getting close to the minutes that James Johnson is getting in Miami. I'm with you. That's actually a real good comparison. Yeah, he kind of does a little bit of everything. He's sneaky when it comes to blocks. His steals aren't as as good as James um, as James Johnson's, but I don't know. He's only twenty two. Could be. Uh, it's it's definitely something to pay attention to for sure. I'm with you on that. I think a, a little bit more interesting, um, kind of a longer term uh, injury, is Rodney Hood, out of Utah. He has been kind of in and out of the uh, lineup. He's had a couple, you know, minor injuries where he's missed a game or two games here and there. So you kind of know what Utah is going to do. But it does look like he is going to be out for um, two weeks, two to three weeks. And, and that's that's enough to, to make a move on somebody. Who are you making a move with on uh, Utah? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... I'm just sad Rodney Hood is out. I mean, he just got back from that. He had that flu or whatever it was, and then, like, he was playing horribly, and then and they said it was because they think he lost a bunch of weight um, from that. And then he just had a couple good games and then hurt again. So I'm, I'm feeling bad for the guy right now. Um, if I'm going for somebody, I mean, on Utah, I, I mean, Joe Johnson maybe gets a little extra love. Um, they got They got some guys there. Uh, the guy who's probably the biggest beneficiary and is not someone you can pick up is probably George Hill. He probably gets a couple more shots um, and just expands that offense of game a little bit there. Um, which George Hill has just been a fun guy to watch this year when he's been healthy. Um, are you at all interested in Joe Ingles? Joe Ingles uh, looks like he got the start tonight. He's played thirty minutes so far in the three spot. Uh, looks like they just um, kind of, I guess they bumped him either Hayward or the two, or they put Ingles at the two. And uh, that's, looks like the way they are going to be rolling. You are right that Joe Johnson got uh, uh, some decent minutes tonight, but uh, Joe Ingles, he's got a pretty decent fancy game. Uh, are you interested in picking him up? Oh, he is a sharpshooter from three point territory. Um, would you like that? But I mean, I'm not super excited about picking him up. Um, if I need someone, just I mean, he's more of a stream guy for me. Um, he always is, just because I don't ever trust that he's going to continuously get big minutes. Yeah, I, I could see him over just the, the course of the week or so. Just keeping an eye on him, especially if you need three pointers. But outside of outside of that, well, I don't know. I'm I'll I'm gonna I'll keep an eye on him just to see how he's performing tonight. He is in 30 minutes. He has 11 points. Game's almost over here. Yeah, about two minutes left. Oh, close game. Uh, he's got 11 points, five assists, two steals, two rebounds, three three pointers. So I think that's kind of a, a pretty decent looking Joe Ingles stat for what you should expect from him over the next uh, week or so. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, just don't go crazy. Yeah, don't uh, don't drop anybody you uh, you actually like. Not really worth it. Um, I'll second. Yeah, hopefully Rodney Hood comes back because he was lighting it up there pretty uh, pretty well for Utah. Let's he's see. just a fun guy to watch, if you ask me. I, I like to watch me some Rodney Hood. 
Yeah, I like that Utah team just got so much better with their offseason moves with just some guys, you know, just some guys who were easy to grab. It's, um, they're a really fun savvy. team. I, I do enjoy watching them. They're savvy, and Ru- Rudy Gobert is, is just a monster. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just going to improve. He's so young. There's a couple. Um, there's a couple other guys. I, I don't know if you are you um, excited at all. I, both of these guys should. One of these guys should definitely be on. Maybe one of them has been dropped. But are you thinking about making a move for either one of these guys? Um, Blake Griffin and Jeremy Lin both kind of due to come back within the next couple weeks. Uh, I if, have been chomping at the bit for Jeremy Lin to come back. I'm just hoping that guy. Someone needs to give him the Mr. Miyagi treatment on that hamstring or something, and he needs to get back playing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really hoping he comes back strong. I. I, I was. I'm in a couple of shallower leagues where he ended up in the waiver wires. Him uh, not playing, I guess. So I snagged him up because my team is not doing very well in the guard position. And um, are you worried about a slow return for either one of them, though? Um, not, not exceptionally with Jeremy Lin, just because I think that he, I mean, in 25 minutes, um, if you look at his stat line so far this year, he's been producing pretty good. I mean, he's given you 1.33s, uh, 3.3 rebounds, 5.8 assists, uh, 1.3 steals, half a block and 14 points. So, I mean, how slow are we going to bring him along? Like, even if he's only getting 25 minutes, that's a pretty darn good stat line. Um, so, and Blake Griffin's Blake Griffin. I mean, I think that maybe a week they they slow him back ease him back in from that knee injury and then he's going to be back up to speed and just being griffin things yeah i think blake griffin pretty much turns turns back into who he who he was earlier this year um i think there might be a little concern about him just how injury prone he's been but uh all these injuries like they're not adding up to a chronic problem they're just adding up to a bunch of problems um so hopefully well, i think that's the thing if you're gonna have a ton of injuries, don't you want them all to be a different to a different body part? I mean, I, I guess ideally, uh, yes. Um, and so, I mean, I think that's kind of how it is with Blake Griffin, right? So, I'm, I mean, I, I'm actually, I'm always a little more comfortable with a guy who breaks everything once than a guy who breaks the same thing every year. Yeah, um, that's always a it's always a bad sign. And then they you know they fall apart, and that's what happens um, to a lot of to a lot of those guys. There's a long history of NBA players falling apart after uh, multiple injuries. Um, Blake, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Clippers have actually played. Yeah, they've they've been a little bit up and a little bit down. Um, they'll be just fine. I'm not worried about the Clippers at all. I'm with you. It's weird that they're the LA Clippers now. I'm still freaked out by it every time I see it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. It's a little strange. I think um, I still love Chris Paul so much. I think uh, I've been saying this. Chris Paul should be in your top five drafted every year until until he finishes out of the top ten. Because there's there's no better point guards. I mean Giannis maybe. Oh. I'm with you. I mean, just that high volume of assists and steals is, is so valuable. And his percentages and turnovers. I mean, he's his assist to turnover ratio is absolutely um, historic. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Oh, he is amazing. Just, I'm still mad that the Lakers didn't get him. Yeah, I mean, that's always a a, a great what if because it was like what Eric Gordon for uh, for Chris. Paul, basically, it was. I, I can't even tell you what what the trade was. All I know is that that was before they got Steve Nash, who never played for him, and and they would have probably been pretty awesome. Oh yeah, they would have been great. Um, let's see. Let's uh, let's go into uh, what trends we're seeing around the league. Um. So what what do you got? What do you got going on? You, you've been watching a little bit of basketball over the last week or so. Uh, anything that anything that stuck out to you is is kind of interesting. Oh, I have got a good one. I think today. Okay. For, for maybe for maybe the first time uh, since we've been doing <laughs> this. All right. So my my trend is the young man from the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker. Okay. Now, 
here's the thing. Last 10 games, I want to know if you think it's real or if you think it's fake, okay? I'll read the stat line. He's getting you 23.1 points a game on 44.6% from the field and 84.6% from the line. He's giving you 2.6 rebounds, 2.9 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.1 block, and if you play in a league with turnovers, it's not not a healthy 3.1 turnovers. Hmm. So real or fake? That's that's pretty crazy. Um fake, but not not in a complete detrimental fake way like he's going to fall off the planet fake. But more of a, he's not going to shoot what like f- over fifty percent uh, for the rest of the year or anything like that. He's just not going to be making that much stuff. But I was kind of, I was on the the Devin Booker bandwagon for the beginning of the year. He looked great. He looked great in preseason. He looked great last year. I mean, uh, he was kind of a, a breakout candidate, and then it didn't really happen. He's, I mean, the Suns are kind of a mess, but he should have kind of been a, a guy that was just dominating the Suns offense and he's he's been hit or miss so far this year his um steals and and, and his ability to uh, hit threes which kind of I mean came out of nowhere at the beginning of this uh, at the beginning of during preseason was really really surprising that he, all of a sudden he had a three-point shot but he has he has this ability um I think Sell high. I mean, if you own him, sell high because he's not going to be any better than this. But I do think that this is someone who should be owned in in all standard leagues for sure. And he's uh, his he's sh- he's trending up for sure. Well, and I think the nice thing is he's getting such a high volume of shots. I mean, he's getting about eighteen field goal attempts a game, and so it's going to be super hard for him not to score well over twenty points at night. Um, I mean, he's shooting forty two point two percent from the field. Um, if you look at a season long numbers and he's getting you 23, 20.3 points a game. Now, if he can just get that up to like 44, 45, you're looking at a, a pretty big time scorer here. Yeah. Scoring from that low in a, in a draft or someone who actually might've been on your waiver at some point, if you're depending on how big your league was, um, that's huge. Like you just can't find that, that anymore. And he's getting to the line a lot more, which is, is really good to see. Uh, but you really wish he would be giving you, especially with how many minutes he's playing, he'd be giving you more counting stats, uh, even just some, some rebounds. Like uh, his, his rebounds are poor. Um, his assists are poor, not, not great. And um, I mean, I guess he shouldn't be blocking too many shots, but uh, um, one steal a game is, you know, adequate, but not, not great. The, the, the lack of any counting stats outside of um, hitting some threes and, and great points Kind of a kind of a detriment to his nine cat game. Oh, I'm with you there, um, but that's something, something I'm, I'm monitoring um, as the season goes on. Though, like I like I mentioned in the last ten games, the rebounds, assists, and steals have all been up a little bit. So I'm interested to see if he's kind of just rounding into form here. I mean, this is a super young guy; he's still only 20 years old. Um, actually, just turned 20 uh, about two months ago, and. I think that this guy may just slowly be rounding into a, a really, really good player. Um, I don't know that we're going to see it the rest of this year, but a couple of years down the line, this guy might might be a monster. Yeah, if you're in a keeper league, I think he's got he's a must own. I think he's got that Kobe swag. Like, I think he could be a really, really special player if the Suns figure out how to uh, develop him well, put a team around him. I would be building my team around him. I just think he's just a he's already a, a, pro, a prolific scorer. And, and I think they're they're already starting to do that. If you ever catch the uh, starting lineup on Twitter, they always have him like a huge picture right in the middle, and all the other guys just kind of like oh. spaced around him. So uh, check it out that they tweet it out uh, every every day before the game, and he's always right in the middle on a way bigger picture than everyone else. Good, at least they're doing something. I have some uh, buddies who live in uh, Phoenix, and I always feel bad for them just because of the way the the Suns have been handling their team. Over the over the last few years, and uh, they deserve a good team there in Phoenix. It's um, they deserve a they deserve a better team in Phoenix for sure. I'm with you there, and I'm with you on the fact that Devin Booker could be a monster. I've I've long been a fan of his game, and I think that this guy could be a really special guy down the line. So in your dynasty league, if you can get him for cheap, now's the time. I agree. 
Um, let's. Uh, the, one of the tr- things I'm watching right now uh, in the NBA is I'm just kind of um, paying. I, try, I occasionally try to pay attention to a team that I haven't been paying attention to because there's usually a reason. I was like, why have I not been paying attention to this team at all? Um, and there's there's a good reason I haven't been watching them because they're not a fun basketball team to watch. But um, the Orlando Magic, I think they got a lot of moving pieces here right now, and they're also probably. Um, adjusting this during the second half to basically tank, um, which means more minutes for guys who probably you wouldn't expect to get minutes. Um, you have Evan Fournier. He is out with a sore right foot. He came back um, from having a, um, a right heel contusion, and he came back and he played a few games, and he didn't look that great, and uh, he's back out with um, – a messed up heel, and uh, it does it does look like he won't be out for uh, too much longer. But he's been a guy who has been startable most of the year, and it does seem like he's kind of phasing out a little bit. It seems like he's he's slumping. Do you think this is just a temporary slump, or do you think this is uh, around his injury, or do you think this is a more long term thing for the second half? Uh, yeah, no, Evan Fournier is a guy I think who's who's definitely worth owning. And I think that if he can get bad from this this heel injury, um, he's going to be worth it. He can score a lot. Um, he's not going to be like blow you away with the counting stats, but I mean, they're, they're usually pretty good. And I just, I want to see this guy just find it, get a little more consistent. And I think he, he's going to be, you know, pushing that top 60 to 50 area. Um, but I'm not sure that he's got it yet. He's still only 24. He's going to get there. But for the rest of the season, I think he's definitely worth owning. Yeah, I, I, I like a lot of guys on Orlando um, as his fancy players. But I just don't like the situation that they're in. Uh, no one is um, in the last. So I'm just going to look at. Well, let's go to the, let's go for the last month. Last month or so, nobody on this team. One person on this team has played more than 30 minutes a game in the last month, and that's Serge Ibaka. And he's kind of been slumping uh, as of late as well. You've seen uh, Bismack, they spent a lot of money on Bismack Miyambo, but Biombo, even though he's a monster block guy, he's just not playing enough minutes. He's not getting in the rotation at the at the right times. He's playing 22 minutes a game, but he's he's not fancy value at all. Is he the reverse Enos Cantor? I think he has to be when he comes in, he's only playing defense, but even he used to be because he used to give you, at least he would give you rebounds and blocks, but now he's not even doing that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I just think that I don't, I don't understand that signing at all. And I get that it, it, the last two years, I think the GM has made the coach look bad. Um, Even worse than the coaches have been because they just kind of, find these ill-fitting parts and just kind of slap them together and try and throw them out there. And it just, it never seems to work because it just, it doesn't, it's not a team. It's it's just some individually skilled guys trying to all play basketball together, but they don't gel. Yeah. It's, it's a horribly constructed um, team. I mean, it's just horribly constructed rotation lineup. I think that, a lot of people gave the Bulls a lot of crap for putting a, a bad team together, but I think this team's much worse. Especially, you just there's not enough time to play uh, Biombo, Vujovic, and Ibaka. Then you move down the line, and you have Mario Zonia, who might or might not be something. I guess he's not, because he's not playing at all. You have C.J. Watson, who's a perfectly fine backup, who's really not playing at all either, because you have another backup point guard, uh, D.J. Augustine, who might, those guys might as well be close to the same person. Um, well, and the one that really made me scratch my head was you traded what was probably your best player in Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka, who had been not as good the last couple years and, you know, just it didn't make any sense. And then you signed Biombo and it's like, I don't know, that, that whole team just, it, it makes me, gives me a slight headache just trying to think about why they made the moves they made. Yeah, um, I think they'd be much better suited though with with Victor Oladipo right now than Serge Ibaka, don't you? A hundred percent. And Ibaka played in a system, and he played in a system with like you know two of the best players in the league. So he wasn't being guarded by the best guys 
on the other team. He was able to kind of do sit out and not have as much attention on offense. He was able to kind of hang out uh, down near the rim on defense, at least some of those uh, first years when he was actually playing a little bit closer to the rim. He, he was in a good system that fit him and the pressure wasn't on him. And he's supposed to be there. Basically they traded the rest, like you said, their best player away from, he should be their best player right now. And he's, he's not, I mean, he's having a fine, like a perfectly fine year, but um, you know, one, in the last month, he's averaging about a block a game. And he used to be, you know, like three three blocks a game. Yeah, I, I do buy into the fact that some people think that he's a lot older than what he's, they say he is. <laughs> um, I don't buy into that just because, I mean, how am I going to f- ever figure that out? And he seems, um, I mean, he's supposed to be 27. There's a decent chance he's maybe a bit older than 27, but... Uh, uh, he shouldn't be regressing at this pace and uh, at 27. I think it's more. I think it's more of the system. I really do because they moved him away from the the basket in Oklahoma City, and then now they got him playing uh, with basically two centers. And Serge Ibaka could be your like small ball center. That makes a lot more sense. Put him at center and put Aaron Gordon at four. Oh yeah, and I think Aaron Gordon's best position is four. But we're like bound and determined to make him mini Paul George, light Paul George, you know, whatever he always, you know, he always says about making him Paul George. And I, I just, he's not Paul George. He's no. Aaron Gordon. Just tell him Aaron Gordon. Frank Vogel, you don't need another Paul George. Like get a, I know you left Indiana, uh, which it looked like a bad, a bad breakup. Uh, but you don't need another Paul George. Just Aaron Gordon. He's a monster. Just let him do his thing. Um, that's been disappointing. And, I, I thought Aaron Gordon would be playing a lot more, playing better. Well, and when you watch this guy play, like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to that this terrible summer league. Which, I mean, he's the best player on the court in summer league. But when they let him be Aaron Gordon, the dude's phenomenal to watch. Yeah, he's like watching young Blake Griffin. Yeah, and like I mean, with the jumping and the blocking, and then he can actually make some three pointers, and he's just super fun guy to watch. If they would just let this guy play power forward and let him be Aaron Gordon. Magic fans would be a lot happier, trust me. Like uh, they got three guys and three legit guys who could start in the league in front of them, um, which is just it baffles me. Um, during the second half of the season, though, they're definitely going to pivot towards playing some of their younger players. Do you do you think um, Aaron Gordon could be a factor in uh, in the playoffs for or just down the stretch in uh, in, in other leagues? Yes, if he can get the if he can get thirty minutes a night, he's going to be a factor. Um, the question is, does he get thirty minutes? And I just I don't know. I, I mean, I think that they're going to try to pivot away from what they're doing right now. But I mean, who's going to take on some of these guys? Like, who's looking for a big man? I mean, I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to trade away any of these big men and actually open up a real big um, minutes load for Aaron Gordon. That's not at small forward. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Um, I don't know. Would you rather have Aaron Gordon rest of the year or Evan Evan Fournier? I'm definitely going with Fournier just because I think he's definitely when he's healthy, he's going to get the big minutes and he's going to score and he's going to, you know, hit some three pointers and he's going to do some things that that you like to see. Um, if they were playing the same amount of minutes, I, I might go Gordon though. Yeah, if you see a, if you see a, a, a bump in minutes from Aaron for Aaron Gordon. Um, I'd still say, you know, just Fournier is, you, you know what you're getting from him. But if you want to play a little bit more risky, but higher higher reward, Aaron Gordon. Um, I've actually really liked what Alfred Payton has been doing lately. Uh, the problem is he's just never been consistent uh, with, he's like the most inconsistent guy. I love um, Alfred Payton. I've, I've had him on my, like, probably on my team every year for like the last three years. Because he puts up crazy stats, but then he'll he'll have these incredibly poor games. So two nights ago in Utah against a, a very good Utah defense, twenty eight points, nine rebounds, nine assists, two steals. Two nights before that against the uh, the Clippers, six points, three assists. Um, it just doesn't make any it just doesn't make any sense how streaky he is. Like really streaky for like three games, really bad for three games. 
Do you do you own Alfred Payton in, in any leagues? Do you like him at all as like a, a possible breakout candidate? Just since he, I mean, he's twenty two, still figuring it out. I mean, I think he. I, when you watch him, you see the potential for for there to be more. Um, I actually do like him. I think he's a, a guy who can get you a good number of assists, which I always think is is a little bit hard to find. So, I mean, I I do own him in some leagues. Um, he gets you some decent rebounds. He's going to get you some decent steals. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Alfred Payton's game. Uh, his hair sometimes distracts me when I'm actually watching him play uh, with the bouncing. Just, I don't know. It's, he's got he's got wonderful hair. It, it always catches my eye that the hair bouncing and takes takes my eye off the actual basketball. Um, yeah, no, I mean he's not a superstar. Um, his, his shot is still developing uh, for certain. Um, he's a poor free throw percentage uh, point guard, which you don't like to see that, but the, the attempts aren't crazy high. Uh, so you can get away with it. Yeah, no, this is a guy I like a lot. Yeah, I think um, he kind of drifts into that drop zone every once in a while where you're like, I don't know if I want to put up with this guy. But uh, when you look at it overall, he's he's got some really dud games, but he's got some amazing games in between. And that that's that still gives you like a bottom half decent guard in a, in a standard league. So I, I wouldn't abandon him just because who knows maybe he gets hot at the right time and uh, and that helps you win a certain week and uh, that helps that win puts you into the playoffs like I'd say it's worth it just because of his streakiness he might also lose you the week so who knows I just can't believe and I would have known this till I looked it up his minutes have gone down every year he played his most minutes in his career as a rookie you know each year it's gone down it's only his third season but it's hard to believe isn't it. Yeah, that is surprising. I, I didn't really even notice that. And um, it's very surprising, especially now when they move Oladipo out. You think they'd be like, all right, we're turning the we're turning the offense over to Alfred Payton. Apparently they didn't. No, I mean, that, that's what just... What the hell are they doing over there? I don't think they know. That's a problem. I mean, they, they weren't even starting him for a while. I mean, if you, I, mean I don't know. They're, they're a team that makes me... Like I said, gives me a headache, man. I just don't know what to say yeah, about him. That's too bad. Two years in a row, a lot of promise out of Orlando and a lot of crap. Um, and they seem that they have a decent young nucleus. It's just they can't put the pieces around it. No, they're not figuring it out. Um, I'm still going to watch them. I still think they're interesting just because of the, the pieces that they have. I do think there's there are a team there, there's players on the on there that could have some upside that can uh, the, the change in the second half just because I don't know why they wouldn't tank so why not play your young guys get them a lot of experience even if they're gonna lose who cares uh, get a good draft pick get another young guy I'm with you there but I'm not sure they're smart enough to do it <sighs> let's let's hope they are um, I think now is a great time to play America's favorite fantasy basketball game. Uh, Why you own him. Sweeping the nation. Uh, This is where we go out and look and see who's owned in a a majority of leagues on uh, ESPN or Yahoo. We just, you know, we pick whatever we want. And then we ask the the question, why you own him? Why why are people owning these people? Uh, Who do you you got for us tonight? All right. Here's Mike. This is what I want to know because I'm interested in this. Um, this has been a team scoring a ton of points lately, and I want to know why do people own Kenneth Farid? Why? Why do why do why do people get excited about Kenneth Farid? The I mean, he's I understand he's kind of like this explosive guy, and he's got the cool hair, and he's like a he's actually really I think fun to to watch, and he was really good in USA basketball the uh, but fantasy wise and during the regular season ugh, the guy is is a consummate not great player like it's just every year he's borderline not even in the top 100 he like barely scrapes into the top 100 and it's usually because you know he he plays a lot of games like his totals are, look good but it's is is on per game are not are not great, and uh, this year his minutes have, have taken a, a nice toll, uh, a nice hit. But out of nowhere, I've actually kind of thought he's he's had a better fantasy season than he ha- that he normally has. 
And I guess looking at it, he's had about the same season that he normally has. But uh, over the last couple of weeks, he's been kind of playing out of his mind. His field goal percentage is like above 70%, which is definitely not going to last. But he's always been a a high percentage shooter because he doesn't take a lot of shots and probably a lot of putback dunks, et cetera. Um, And he's kind of hot right now. I don't know why you own him other than if you picked him up like a week ago and you're just riding a hot hand, I don't know why you would want to own Kenneth Freed at all. He's not that good. He just, I know I like those steals and blocks guy and he almost gives you a steal and almost gives you a block, but he gives you less than an assist a game. He's not a lead at anything else. He doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't score. I, I guess if you want to call his field goal, uh, elite, you you can, but it's, his his volume isn't high enough for it to really matter a whole lot. Um, I don't want him on my team. I just don't. I, I, I he's overrated, and um, he's playing less than he ever has. And the minutes are just crazy. Like you can't even like say, okay, well he's going to get fifteen minutes because it's like eight, twenty six, twenty nine, ten, twenty seven, twenty one. 19, 16, 12, 19, 16, 33. It's like, I can't even follow it. Maybe he gets eight minutes. Maybe he gets 30. Like, it, I don't know when he's going to play. That's the part that I don't understand why anyone owns him right there. Yeah, there's like, no no rhyme or reason to how he's playing when he's playing. Um, it's very similar to, I'd say, the, the John Henson, Greg Monroe situation, where you really just don't know what's going on there. You don't know why they're playing. You don't know when they're going to play. At least that has, that's gotten more stable over the last uh, few weeks than uh, Kenneth Reed's time. Yeah, so 61% of you people, just get, just get rid of Kenneth Reed. Save yourself the headache and just, just tell him, see ya. Yeah. Dro- feel free, drop Kenneth Reed. Um, and I guess, you know, obviously, if you're in a, in, a, in a big league, you want to hold on to someone who plays, you know, 22 minutes. He's got good across-the-board stats for 22 minutes. Just hope he keeps getting it and doesn't go down to eight. All right. So, yeah, I was thinking, um, why do you own someone like uh, – I got no one good here. Let's go with uh, Mason Plumley. Why do you own Mason Plumley? There might be a reason to own Mason Plumley. Well, why, why you? Why would you own Mason Plumley? Eighty percent of people own Mason Plumley. Why you own Mason Plumley is he's a center who can get you some decent assists. Um, he is a center who is getting minutes. Um, I. I was worried when they signed uh, Festus Azili that he was not going to get minutes, but he's actually getting more minutes he's ever gotten in his career. Um, he shoots a crazy good field goal percentage, fifty-five percent um, on the year. Um, the field, the free throws are a little bit to be desired, but the four point three assists. I mean, you got to love that. Almost a steal, almost a block, and eleven points. I mean, I'm owning him primarily just because the four point three assists are huge from a center. Yeah, that that is a rare. That's a rare stat. And I've uh, I've actually kind of liked that from him, but uh, over the last you know, uh, overall for the season you know, he's really just um, he's been just kind of solidly mediocre. His blocks aren't 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 great for a center. Uh, his rebounds aren't great for a center. His scoring is below average, and his free throws are are, are actually very bad. I, I see why a lot of people might not want him, but. Um, when you, the only thing saving him is, is, are those assists, and uh, over four assists a game is pretty nice. Right. I mean, like if, even if he was last year's two point eight assists, you might not own him. Yeah, but I think this, simply this year with the four. Yeah, like a, a quick drop in his uh, in his assists, and I, he's probably just not worth it. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, but uh, I mean, four assists. Percentage is, is too good for me to pass up. Fair enough, I guess. Why do you own um, Mason Plumley? There's a reason right. to. I, I got I got a bonus. A bonus. Oh, why? A bonus. Why, why you own him? All right. Fifty-one percent saved me when I didn't know it was going. I didn't have one. Oh, well, I I got one here on the sheet. You should have looked at it. Oh, well, uh, I should I should actually prepare for these things. All right. So fifty-one percent of people own this guy. And he is the third string center for the Philadelphia 76ers. Jaleel Okafor. Why do you own Jaleel Okafor? Because I can't figure it out. 
Give me a give me a reason, Mike. Give me a reason. Well, um, Jaleel Okafor played 35 minutes against Washington and had 26 points and nine rebounds. Only because one center got hurt and one sat out the rest. <laughs> uh, Jaleel Okafor might get traded to a team that will play him, and then he'll be kind of better. But really, I like I don't like, know why he would be good enough to even own still that. Is there a team in the league that will give this guy 30 minutes that he could get traded to? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. You think Orlando might move for him. So they have another big man actually. Yeah. But even there, isn't he going to be the backup? Oh no. He's, he's going to be like the fifth string. Um, Maybe he could fit in Miami. Maybe. That might be maybe. okay. Maybe, but he's a center, so he's going to be back up to Hassan Whiteside there. Yeah, they couldn't play him at the four because it just didn't work in Philly. Why would it work anywhere else? Right. So, in 30 minutes a game last year, now granted, he should be a little bit better. Okay? He got you seven rebounds, 1.2 assists, 0.4 steals, 1.2 blocks per game. Any of those numbers sounding great to you? I mean, that's pretty mediocre. It's um, th- there's po- obviously points there, but everything else is. That's what I mean. He's a points only guy. So why are people even holding this guy? Like, even if you're saying, okay, he might get traded. All right, cool. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense that less people own Patrick Beverly, uh, or he, or basically like uh, almost the same amount of people uh, own someone. Like um, Darren Williams, who's just who's a starting point guard who gets good assists. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. Just get rid of Jaleel Okafor. Who, if you own him, tell him hit the road, Jack. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why anybody would have drafted him this year. I think it was a, that was a bad move. Whoever drafted him, don't do that. Don't draft Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Get rid of Jaleel Okafor. He's a points only guy. You don't you don't need his points. Get rid of him. So I have a I have a special segment. It's called Mike reads something from Reddit, and um, <laughs> wow, what's going to happen in this segment? This could yeah, be good. This, anything could happen, but it's likely something you saw on Reddit. I was uh, wandering around the, um, the sub uh, subreddit, fancy basketball, fancy people, and uh, I thought there was a pretty good question out there. It's kind of hypo- a little bit of a hypothetical question, and I wanted to get a couple takes from you. So, number one, the question is, what player do you think you will never own in your fantasy career? So you might have owned this guy, but who's someone you're you're always, maybe recently or in the future for sure, um, just not someone you want to own? I'm gonna I'm gonna say, who's probably your top player when it comes to that? Oh wow, now that is a good question. Um, can I say Jaleel Okafor? Because I feel like that's a cop be... out. I feel, but um, because uh, there's well, at least a reason why you shouldn't you shouldn't own him because he's he's not playing and he's terrible. I, I'll I'll give you a better one, but I I want to just say this quick because I think this happens a lot. There are guys, a lot of guys like Jaleel Okafor, who would kind of give you empty points that always get drafted sometimes a little bit too high just because people see a big points number and they get so attracted to that, right? And so, Every the, right, and so I think those are the type of guys who I kind of tend to uh, stay away from. Another one that I probably may never own is Paul George. Ooh, really? Why not Paul George? Because Paul George always seems to go just a little bit higher than what I value him at. Um, primarily, I think it's the whole shooting the bad field goal percentage on the giant number of attempts. He does shoot a ton um, of attempts. He's a little, he's a little down this year, but he's 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 still shooting, um, not not great. And he's shooting actually forty four percent this year, which is making it making it more likely that I own him because that's not an absolutely atrocious number like the forty one and the forty two in the last two full seasons that he played. But that number there just always kind of seems to like make me shy away from him at that first second round value that he usually goes at maybe early in the third 
where I'm always just kind of scared away in the sense that I don't want to have to try to come back from that field goal percentage. No, that puts you in a pretty deep hole. If you're, if you're punting anything, um, like he would be a good guy to have to punt field goals, but other like, cause he's so detrimental, but if you're in a nine cat, you're in a roto league, uh, you're already starting out uh, near the bottom of the, of the league in field goals. So is that, is that is that a good one? Is that fair? I think that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty good one. He does he does go in like he I mean he's sometimes in the last few years he's been in the first round. Yeah, no, and that's what I mean. That just that field goal percentage always scares me away. Another guy that I never seem to own, but I don't think is a guy that I hate is Kawhi Leonard. Really, I love Kawhi Leonard, but that's I love I'm... Kawhi Leonard too, but I never seem to get him. Just any league I'm in, he always seems to go like one or two picks right before I um, it's my turn. And so I, n- I never own him, and it's sad. Yeah, I, you should maybe you, you should give him a shot. Give him a shot. He's doing better. Give him throw throw. What's he's at? What's top five? Number six. You can I think you can draft him number six. He's number four right now. Yeah, but see, that's my problem. I don't know if I'm like the unluckiest guy in the world or what, but I always seem to pick like eight, nine, ten, eleven, or if it's like a sixteen team league, it's usually fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, so and so just he a horrible said, first round pick. But he's just always gone, and it's always like, oh, man, I wish I had Kawhi Leonard now. But so, All right, so who's your guy, Mike? Let's hear it. So I have I have a guy that I never pick, and I also have a guy that I never end up picking. Um, so I'll start with the, the the guy I never end up – I never end up getting Rudy Gay. No, I don't think he's been on, on hardly any of my teams, and I love Rudy Gay. I think he's a really good fantasy player. I think he's very underrated. Oh, I thought uh, he was underrated going into this season a little bit myself. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely underrated. Um I um, actually might go look into seeing if I can trade for him. He's just coming off an injury. He looks like he's coming back all right. Um, maybe I'll go see if I can trade for that guy. But uh, my a guy that I, who's he's a little bit uh, newer player, but a guy that I will never draft and that I don't like and that I talk about how I don't like this guy all the time, Bradley Beal. I'll never draft this guy. Oh, oh I'm, I'm 100% behind you there. Pure scum. Pure scum of the earth, Bradley Beal. <laughs> Um, hopefully Bradley Beal does not listen to this podcast, which I apologize, and I'd like to come to a Washington game. But if, if he does, you can find him on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Um, you can write him a nice hate a hate note. <laughs> uh, crap, this is going to go horribly. Um, I just I don't want to deal with Bradley Beal's injury history. Uh, he's a bulk scorer, which you know you need, but everything else he does is everyone thinks he's kind of a, this elite dude and. Um, He's he's not good. He's doing a lot better this year for sure. But I just don't trust his health. I just don't trust his health. Then that's and, that's my thing. Yeah. Why why would I want to put uh, a higher pick? You know, maybe a third round pick uh, on someone, or maybe drops to the fourth round, maybe lately. But why would I want to do that on uh, on Bradley Beal, who could be injured half the year? Same with Brooke Lopez. I'm, I stay away from Brooke Lopez. I mean, I've definitely. There's been times where I've he's, Brooke Lopez has dropped far enough where I'll draft Brooke Lopez, but if Bradley Beal dropped to like the tenth round, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to draft Bradley Beal. I just won't do it. Yeah, no, I am always deathly afraid of Bradley Beal and Brooke Lopez. I don't know that I've ever owned Brooke Lopez. Um, it's too dangerous. That's what I mean. And even if I see like now, Brooke Lopez is, is working on what his second year where he hasn't gotten hurt. For Bradley Beal, I think I'd need to see like three or four or five. You know what I mean, because yeah. that that stress thing just seems like it just keeps popping back up, popping back he, up. He, he sat out a little bit. I don't think it was very long, but he he sat out a few games this year. Um, it's always going to be, you know, in everybody's mind. I'm staying away from. It. So I, I have a question though. What do you think was the number one vote getter in players you will never own in your fantasy career? Um. It, okay. So, so big name or or small name? So a bigger name, someone who definitely uh, is it, it goes in the top fifty, is drafted in the top fifty uh, every year for sure. Sometimes much higher. I'm gonna guess it's someone who doesn't score a lot of points, and so I'm gonna guess it's Nick Batum. Ooh, he's a good guy to stay away from in the future. I feel just because I don't know, you don't know what you're getting with him either. Uh, no, Nick Batum did not did not make the list. Um, I actually I actually get this one. The number one vote getter, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, no, I'll buy that. Just because, I get it. Yeah, I'll buy it. 
just because I'm I'm kind of scared of Carmelo too sometimes. He he gets injured every once in a while. Uh, even his good years aren't great years. Well, and I think too, if you play in a league like if you play in a league with a lot of sharps, he doesn't get overdrafted. But I mean, guys, yeah. some guys just know oh Carmelo Anthony. So if you play in a league with just average fans, I could see how he gets a little overdrafted. Yeah, I can see him going in, in late second round and people and, and people reaching for him, and it's like, ooh, that's a terrible idea. Um, never own Carmel Anthony in the, in the end of a second round. If you weren't going to give me any hints, I was actually going to go for LeBron James. That was actually a, a higher point getter as well, which uh, it looks like it led into some sort of debate of, uh, amongst LeBron lovers and LeBron haters. But I do agree that LeBron – um, just because of name recognition, he does get drafted um, early, pretty high, and he always he always ends up falling right out of that. But it's really hard to argue that like someone who let's say all right, LeBron James this year, where is he at? He is the nineteenth uh, top player, and it comes to per game, he is averaging twenty five points, eight rebounds, eight assists, uh, steal and a half and a half a block, shooting 50%. It's hard to say you kind of, it's hard to say you got ripped off. If you, if you got that guy in the middle of the first round, you, you definitely reached for him, but it's not like he's fell off. It's you're still getting 25, eight and eight every night. But it goes to the old adage, right? I mean, you don't win the league with your first pick, but you can lose it. I mean, if you know you're getting a, a guy who's a first or second round value and like LeBron James, I mean, I don't think you're losing the league with that. Yeah, and this year is is, is definitely a, a stranger year. You're seeing a lot more guys ranked ahead for um, LeBron's. This is the first time I'm ever going to stand up for LeBron, um, and it'll probably be hopefully the last. He has finished uh, ninth in per game, uh, followed by twelfth, followed by fifth. So everyone has seen the decline of, I mean, quote unquote decline from his Miami year. That Miami year, he did shoot 50 That when he was fifth ranked fifth. He shot 56%. So that was where he got a lot of his value from, um, which was absolutely insane. But yeah, he, he does usually finish out of the uh, top 10, and he usually gets drafted in the top 10. It makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. So yeah, uh, is, there, is there anything else? Uh, are you got any uh, articles coming up on hashtag basketball? Oh, there could be some some good big hashtag basketball news uh, coming from me in the near future. So stay Excellent. tuned. I don't want to don't want to give it away yet, but stay tuned. It's good to hear. It's not it's not another Alan Crab article, is it? Oh no no no! This is gonna be something good. It's gonna be something big. Oh. I can I can feel it. I um, go read the Alan Crab article because I actually I kind of agree with your what you're what you're getting at. Oh yeah, and then he had a thirty point game right after that, and some guy on Twitter tried tried to give me the business. Was it Alan Crabb? <laughs> no, I think it was his brother. Alan Crabb, you can find Tyler Watts at Wattsy4444. That's four fours. I hope he does. I hope he gets in contact with me. I'm... He's like, what now? What now, Tyler? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Hey, if that's what motivates him, right on. Hey, man, I would put that on my wall if I was him. I mean, just, just get every night before he goes to bed. Yep. That's son of a bitch. just mad every day going to the gym love it so yeah check out what are you writing let's hear it you you got um, anything good coming up let's hear it i've been um i've been debating on whether or not to rip into the into hoiberg or the bulls and every angle has been kind of talked about lately so um i'm kind of i'm saving it i'm saving um i got an idea about maybe what to do for the for the upcoming off season because that's how far I'm looking. I'm, I'm already ready for the Bulls off season. That's depressing. Um, and so I am thinking a little bit ahead. Um, I did write an early. I should probably write a follow up piece to uh, Doug McDermott. Um, it's about halfway through the season, and uh, earlier before the season, I wrote. You know, this is kind of a make or break year for Doug McDermott. I just I feel like it is. Uh, they did invest two draft picks in him, and he's been. Um, sadly, that that almost missing a month due to concussion really, I think, set him back. But I think he's been um, someone you can see developing into a an NBA role player. 
And that's really you need a something better than that. But the fact that he's moving into someone who could like looks like he's going to have a a, a a longer career in the NBA, uh, that's a positive thing. And was it worth two draft picks? Probably not. But um, it is something you can build around, or it is a role player you can stick on your team to build around someone like Jimmy Butler who needs people to spread the floor. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more out of Doug McDermott since his injury. Um, just because I just don't know how, I mean, if you're out that long from a concussion, uh, hopefully he doesn't have like serious mental problems. Like, well, yeah. And I think concussions are one of those things that they, they normally progressively get worse. And so you don't like to see that just in case he gets another one. Yeah. I mean, he's had enough time to, to play his way back into it. And he did have a 31 point game against Memphis. Um, see, we always play Memphis right around this time. We just missed it by a day. Um, just don't, I'm telling you, don't rip into him, man. He just had a 31-point game. Someone's going to be attacking yeah. him on Twitter. See, see, I was almost thinking about ripping on him, and he had a 31-point game. I Stay away. Stay away right now. Uh, I'm going to see what he gives me for uh, before the All-Star break. Maybe write a follow-up on uh, on old Doug McDermott. I'm sure everybody's dying to hear another Doug McDermott. Uh, I will be the first in line to read that. You better send it right over to me as soon as you finish it, because I'm going to be the first in line. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm. So, yeah, I think that's it for tonight. Um, it looks like we might be taking a little bit more uh, of an extended break uh, over the next week or so, but we will be back soon with more um, random segments that we are pulling out of thin air um, that some of them work, some of them don't. But the ones that work, we'd like to hear feedback from you. You can um, get at me at Watch the Boxes. And, uh, Tyler, where can we get at you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Watsy4444. Perfect. Yeah, if you got feedback for us, you got questions about your fantasy team, uh, is there something you want to hear on the show? Um, we could even talk about one of your trades. Uh, go ahead and send us um, messages on Twitter. And if you like the show, give us a good rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, rating it and reviewing it does help us out a lot. Uh, gets us up on the rankings. It helps other people find the show. So I really appreciate everybody joining us, and have a good night, everybody. Thanks, Tyler. Bye.